It's been a while since I've been on the mic. I've got a little bit of a bone to pick with my local Democratic committee. Mm-hmm. It's election season, I've been getting mailers, right? And uh, for those of you not in the know, we've got a bit of a square compound here. Diamond Jim lives in the upstairs apartment. My wife and I live in the downstairs apartment. I sleep in the backyard sometimes. Reese sleeps in the backyard on the hammock. Under the hammock. Under. Uh, yeah. That's, by he, his own choice, by right, the way. Yeah, yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's, where, that, that's where Wiener stays. That's yes. where, <laughs> and, uh, and, of course, the snake pit is in the basement. Okay? I've been getting these mallers. They've been addressed to Snake for the lower apartment and my wife's name and Diamond Jim for the other apartment. Now, how many were addressed to Kitty Boo Boo? Uh, nothing's coming to my kitty boo boo. Well, so no it, cats. So that's, that's what they the, don't write the checks. The state Dems are sending are coming, but you, so you guys didn't know this because I got the mail the other day. But the state Republicans sent a mailer, one addressed to you, one addressed to me, and your wife. Eh, women don't vote. <laughs> yeah, what's going on state, here? State Republicans sending out mailers in like, county led races. I have to admit, it is con- it is maybe a bit confusing for them because my wife and I have different last names. She kept her name. I didn't care, obviously. But but the Republican Party who, does. But someone's assuming something. Uh, well, I, I actually well, yeah. I, I actually know why. Because I looked up our all oh. three of our registrations. Okay. You have apartment one, lo, like lower. Yeah. And your wife and I don't. We just have the the address blank. Oh, I see. Okay. So that that's how they group them. Okay. Because I was like, why why would they do this? Why couldn't it be? Why would they make this assumption? But, but why would they then assume that? You were, I don't know, anyway. Yeah. And I've been stealing half of your mail and using it as a pillow. So well, that I could sl- so sleep in your backyard. Mm-hmm. As long as it's political mailers, I'm, I'm quite okay. No, I leave those. Oh. I, I, I take your bills. <laughs> <laughs> I, take your, I take your really important documents. Who, who pays paper bills anymore? Do you still use paper bills? Everything's electronic. I don't want the waste. I, well, considering I sleep in your backyard, I, and I want to be clear, I yeah. have an apartment. I, yes. I have a place to live. I it's just like sleeping preference. under your hammock. Mm-hmm. But who has paper bills? I don't know. Do you have paper bills, uh, Brian Nowak? Do you have? Do you? Do you? Are you fully paperless now in twenty twenty three? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you still pay your bills at the grocery store? Oh, those are credit. Okay. No, because you get the points on the credit card. Oh, okay. And then you can use that to pay off some of the credit card. Right. I always do the cash back. Yeah. And you pay the balance in full. Mm-hmm. I'm probably one of the few people in America that make money on their credit card every year. They don't like people like us. No, we're the enemy of the mm-hmm. credit card companies. Mm-hmm. You know what? I called them and I said, can, can, I, can we talk about my interest rate? They didn't want to negotiate it. And I, I gave it up and hung up because like I'm literally making money off you yeah. guys. So. yeah. They don't uh, how negotiate. Can I be with, that mad? They don't negotiate with terrorists. That's what they view you as. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> a financial yeah. terrorist. No, they, they uh, literally you and the Republican Party now. <laughs> <laughs> they call people like that deadbeats. Mm-hmm. It's this cra- what a crazy psychology bankers have. Hate them. You know, I was recently in Chicago. Do you know they still have ch- check cashing places still exist? Oh sure. yeah. Yeah. We don't have wasn't there le- legislation in New York to get rid of those? I don't see the, them. There, there used to be a thing around here, right? Well, I mean, I well, payday loan. Yeah, we don't I think they regulated, not not prohibited. Them, right, but. right. And I think the places that have them, because it's because there's such a like stigma in New York State, because the the uh, legislature talked about them. I think they don't advertise that they do it. They still do it, mm. or a lot of them do it, and maybe they, I'm sure a lot of them do it incorrectly and illegally. But it's still out there. 
You know, like the corner store on Connecticut Street, I guarantee you if you went there with your paycheck, yeah. you're like, I would like to get as much cash for this as you guys will give me. And they're like, all right, well, it says here it's for $1,700, so here's $85.14. And you're like, great, I need the cash right now. Mm-hmm. You're like John Mulaney trying Are to go buy Coke. Are you suggesting there's a black market somewhere in the economy? You know. <laughs> what uh, an outrageous <laughs> allocation. At least gray market. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, welcome back. To the square. We've got the whole gang here tonight, and of course, our very good friend, as you know, Brian, Brian Nowak. Brian. Who does not live in the snake pit no. or the town of Tonawanda no. or the village of Kenmore. I don't need to be right. accused of any more crimes this year. <laughs> no, you're Cheektawaga through and through. I live in Cheektawaga where I'm registered to vote, man. We're good. <laughs> Cheektawaga's very own, and, and hopefully soon to be very own supervisor. Uh, we'll get into that uh, in, in a little bit here, Brian. But, you know, what, what do we do like to do here, guys? Uh, get uh, mad about the news. Yeah. We get mad. You bet you haven't been mad about the news with us in a while. No, it's been great. You've been living a blessed oh, life. Yes. Just for unencumbered right. with mm-hmm. this, uh, this news stuff. But, mm-hmm. but here you are. Going out hiking, enjoying the sunshine. Mm-hmm. On this spooky, spooky. Halloween Eve. Yeah. Yes, we are recording on Tuesday night, Halloween. It snowed today. It's it's sleet. and it's going to snow again. It's yeah. sleet sleeted, hailed, hailed. Yeah, it did some gross stuff out there. Yeah, it was seventy five on Friday. Right. It's going to be seventy five. No, it was. Oh, it 70, was. It was, was seventy. Friday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my girlfriend and I walked from her house down to Cafe Fifty Nine for dinner because it was so nice. We didn't need jackets for dinner at like eight o'clock. Very nice. Today. You didn't see any kids' costumes because they're all wearing parkas. Hmm. One of the kids that came to my door had a Bob Ross costume. I saw that. It was I, phenomenal. Because I, I was outside smoking, and he went. He was like, do you have candy? I said, front door. And then I told him it was a fine Wayne Gretzky that he was dressed as. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so the snow, it, it's a coming. You know, it's it's wintertime. We just basically just do a speed run now between summer and winter. There's no fall anymore. Um this is fall. This is just fucking winter. No fall, no spring. No yep. fall, no spring. Just winter. And and guys, winter is upon us, which means, of course, that it's time for the city of Buffalo to show how woefully underprepared it is for the winter. Yes, it is that time again. My favorite time of year. And uh, this year, Jim and Rye and Brian, we uh, we now know that, well, the city's half-assed efforts to try to put some, I don't know, helpful measures in place, have gone exactly how you you would have imagined the city of Buffalo would administer. Uh, things like warming shelters. Yeah, I'm sorry, it's the, the map that came out, it's my understanding that these aren't, like, the only warming shelters. These are the ones that are going to be, like, ex- like, special emergency, like, will be open 24-hour type of emer- warming shelters. But also, apparently... Uh, the council members had no idea, like that, where they were being placed in their districts, or if they were getting one in their district or not. Um, and so, like, this was done you know, unilaterally by the city hall, by the executive branch. And I don't know. That seems pretty interesting. You know, I think I would reach out and be like, "Hey, you know your district pretty well. What would be a nice, like, you know, place where like, people we could have a warming center that they would work with us and it's accessible?" And they're like, "Ah, or not? You know, because they're you know, like." You know, like, you know, Westside Community Services, who's our beneficiary uh, of the Christmas party this year, yes. is one. And while, like, it's a nice space, it's on Vermont, which is pretty narrow. You know, it's, it's it, like, if, it, if, if it's clogged with snow, it's going to be tough to get to them. It's not a great 
administration of a very vital community service. Mm -hmm. And in fact, uh, we've received word from uh, some folks in our Discord that, well, some of these places were contacted like what three p.m. the day of and told that they had no, no, not the day like or like the like the, Friday, Friday. Like, hey, we're going to release this on a Monday. Yeah, uh, but will you agree to it Friday? Right, like, but like Friday at three p.m. Yeah, and, and we need to know by the end of the day, right? Because we have to release this Monday. Um, but you know, I mean, that you obviously can't sign any kind of like MOU in that short amount of time. You know, they're dealing with a lot of nonprofits for these. This is stuff that probably should be reviewed by their board of directors or board of trustees. I mean, listen, I I can respect uh, handing in your homework at the last minute, you know, pulling an all nighter to finish that paper. And truly, that is exactly how this feels. This feels like everything is just decidedly last minute by the Brown administration as per fucking usual. No edits, just hand it in. Just hand it in. Don't worry about it. And, uh, you know, if a few people suffer, God forbid anybody loses their life this winter because, you know, these warming stations, I get it. They're a net benefit. But at the same time, if we're going to spend money and have this in the city, I I want it to be impactful and I want to help people and save lives. And if we're going to do this, do it well. Every time I've been here, as a rule, don't want to criticize what other governments, municipalities, partners in government are doing. Looking at the map, the, the stations are spaced out pretty well. Jim mentioned uh, how narrow one of the streets are, but some of the things that come to mind for me is the street's wide enough to where you can get equipment through. You don't want just a single lane. You know, you want to be able to, mm-hmm. if it's a, like Elmwood Avenue is, you know, nice and wide. If you had something right on Elmwood Avenue, mm-hmm. that might be a good spot. You want to make sure that it's going to have electricity power into it. You know, I, I know in my town, there's some places where we get brownouts and blackouts a lot more often than other neighborhoods. That's something you want to consider with one of those spaces. I'm not saying whether they did or not, but that's the kind of stuff, just for starters, I'd be thinking about where you're putting your shelters. Right. I mean, you know, look, my first thought when I saw the map was, if you're going to do, if you're this something you're going to try to work with towards, why wouldn't you work with partners in government? And the West Side should have been the Connecticut Street Armory. And the Mastin Street Armory should also be one. They're both on snow evacuation routes. They're major roads. And because they're, like, federally owned, they are going to have generators. They're going to be powered. They're going to be warm. And the kicker is, is you might have all these perfect conditions. Then you ask the property owner, and they say, ah, fooey, I don't want to do it. And then that kills that idea, and you got to go to the next best thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, again, I don't want to poo-poo, you know, uh, municipal government trying to do something helpful. Okay. I get it. Even if it's not perfect... Ideally, it's helpful and impactful. The problem is that all of this seems very ad hoc, very last minute, very, oh, shit, we were caught with our pants down because winter is right around the corner. Mm -hmm. And as a result, what it may end up happening or what may end up happening, I should say, is that the city spends a not insignificant amount of money and resources for a program that might not help people as intended or get them the resources and get people to be able to get there to these warming shelters um, appropriately. Well, and that's you know, speaking of like spending money or being prepared. Like that's another thing that we saw in the Discord from somebody that we know who uh, uh, works at one of these places that's going to be a warming shelter. Is that you know, they were told like, hey, or the city asked, like, hey, could you have one of your staff like be there twenty four hours when this is happening to like answer questions and help people? And they're like, no, I mean, like if there's like such bad weather that like. I want them to be home. Like, I'm not going to, like, make my staff be a volunteer for the city 
which is probably against the Taylor law. But anyways, Hatch Act, Taylor law. I mean, Jim, you're just making up laws now. Come on, yeah. man. Yeah. The Elizabeth Taylor law where everybody <laughs> who works for the city must have blue eyes. <laughs> sure. Why not? Yeah. The city of Buffalo. It's it's going great here, Jim. It's in fact, it's going so great these days that really it, it had been a lot. I want to get the, the counter with how many days since we've had uh, potentially a crime family related shooting in the city of Buffalo. I, I can't even remember the last time we had one of those, but we got to set it back to zero. Mm-hmm. The counter. Allegedly. Maybe. 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 Who knows? Who, who knows? Because oh, no, oh, all we know is that we have no leads, but the public's not at risk. But I will tell you who, yeah. I, I will tell you who is at risk or was at risk. Uh, the, the city of Buffalo sewer authority truck uh, about, what was it, last, last Wednesday? I think so. Yeah. Middle of last week. Yeah. Last Wednesday on, was it Niagara and Porter? No, it was on the 190. Or on the one, uh, one off, right, right near Niagara and Porter. Yeah, there, right? right. On the 190. Went. Pew, pew. Yeah, one dead, two injured, right? Yeah. And, uh, uh, one severely injured. They were right. both at ECMC. And the person's still large, aren't they? Or did yeah, they yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, it's, the information coming out came out. I, mean, I, I don't, don't want to say it came out slowly because I'm glad that you were judicious with it coming out because, like, too many times right now, nowadays, people try to jump out and give information. But then they initially released it and they said they were looking for a sedan. And then, like, whoops, actually, we're looking for a Jeep. Totally fucking different cars, guys. Like, um, and they're like, apparently at this point have no leads, have no yeah. idea who did it, but they do keep saying that the so, public, the public is not at risk. Well, in a in a few months ago, you, you recall the Pharaohs thing, that mm-hmm. whole kind of mob mm-hmm. thing. A judge offed himself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we had a mysterious death of a major witness in that case. How do we feel about the resurgence of the mob in Buffalo? Like, did they ever go away? It seemed like it was kind of. You know how I feel about it. Yeah. I'm going to shut my big fat mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As somebody who's going to be hanging out on Kinetic Street very publicly on December 8th, I'm not going to yeah, talk about no, it. No, no, mob, leave <laughs> yeah. us alone. Right. We'll leave you alone. Right. Yeah. Nine I, months ago, I'd have a joke about campaign finance contributions, but <laughs> my frenemies might be listening, so we're just going to zip it. Yeah. Yeah. No, not t- Again, not touching but, that with a 10 foot no, pole. No. That's enough of that. Yeah. I, but, I mean, but really, though, it's a for the folks that work in sewer for the city, that's a terrifying thing. Sure. I know, I know even in my town, there are guys that are working on crews that are in all different neighborhoods, and they're, and they're worried about their safety. Yeah, so they I, see this news story, and it scares the hell out of them, and it kind of reinforces some of the concerns they have. Right. It's, I mean, if you're a municipal worker, then that's why the thing like, that's crazy to me is, so the Buffalo police is saying that the public at large is not at risk, which I infer that means that this was like a, they think this was a targeted shooting, and it wasn't necessarily because they were sewer authority workers. If that's the case, please say that because right now you're just it just sounds like you guys right. are assholes. Right. Yeah. You know, like I'm not gonna say anything about the mafia, but buff, uh, BPD, let's go. Um but I do wanna say uh, if we're gonna move to the next topic, I I guess something we didn't write down on the board that I forgot oh, to bring please. up. Please. So uh you know, we talked about a couple months ago, Jeff Kelly wrote an article about how the city of Buffalo ethics board not only ha- hadn't met in years, but nobody was currently appointed. Mm-hmm. And uh, the mayor got embarrassed, and he appointed a, a bunch of people, and now they are actually like subpoenaing records. And like, even though these are all people the mayor appointed, they're like, "Man, this looks pretty fucked up here, even for us." <laughs> You're our friend, and this sucks. Right? <laughs> like, this is awful, dude. Yeah. 
How about Jeff Kelly stirring shit up, huh? Yeah. God love him. So, um, yeah, so, uh, and it's, there was, uh, was Stephanie Adams and Nathan Feist were, like, like two of the, like, uh, community activists who, who helped push to get this going. Um, so, you know, like, but, yeah, it's, uh, they've got the, uh, the ethics board back active, and um, while, you know, initially it looked like, wow, this is going to be terrible, like, they're going to do nothing. Uh, it looks like they're doing something. Now, whether it's just for show, we'll see, but I don't know. I mean, that's, starting to subpoena people is, is Pretty serious, pretty quickly. It does make you wonder how bad it looked. Like, like seriously, how, like, what level of just dog water did they see to be like, yeah, you know, actually, we do have to do something mm-hmm. here because it's very easy just to be like a, a position, like a just a do nothing position, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, it was it was literally a do nothing position because nobody's appointed to it, right. and now they were just appointed. They're Byron Brown's cohorts, I would assume, and they didn't have to do anything, but. Yeah, be curious to see what they they pull out. Yeah. But but Jim, you know, I, I I'm an occasional fan of the booze. I don't know about you. I was an occasional fan of the booze for about 10 straight hours on Saturday. I've heard about it. It sounds like it's very popular. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about giving it a try. It's a new thing. Mm-hmm. Um alcohol spirits all the, it's all the rage. Actually, it's not the rage these days. People are drinking less and less, and that, and that's probably that right. It, it, Na- nationally, nationally, oh. in Buffalo, <laughs> drinking is gone. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. It's, the 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 golden horseshoe of Buffalo, Chicago to Milwaukee, drinking's not slowing down. Oh, okay, but okay. yeah, that's what they what, that's what they mean by golden horseshoe, well, I, right? Like they're not. I think that's a good thing that people are drinking less. Well, again, I want to stress not you, here. You clearly right. don't. You clearly don't work for Seagrams. <laughs> no, I don't. No. <laughs> Or 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 uh, involved with the county at all? Yeah. So what's this story? I I, I t- tangentially have heard about this. It, it was discovered that uh, was it county workers or a county no, contract? No, 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 none of that. None of that. So what? what it, so and and the headlines are very misleading because it makes it sound like that county workers or some county departments were spending. What it was? And I'm is, here to mislead, baby. Yeah. It was that some of the like nonprofits, the culturals that receive grants from the county. It looks like, according to Kevin Hardwick, that they spent some of the money that they had, uh, and some of them more than just a little percentage, on alcohol. You know, like uh, the the news story particularly pulls out, calls out the Pulaski uh, organization that does the Pulaski parade, and how like they spent like maybe according to Hardwick like twenty to twenty five twenty five percent of the money they received from the county on alcohol. So, um, you know, so that we get, so that's what it is. You know, like the you know, the county, like county workers, like you can't spend any of your budget on alcohol. It's not allowed. Um, and you know, if if you were a contractor, you wouldn't be. But these grants, you're also not supposed to. It's not illegal, but like they really frown on it. It's a good way to not get your grant the next year. Um, but again, this goes back to you know when we had you know Stefan Mahilo as controller, and he was too busy trying to play gotcha with Mark Poland cars. Or you know, random Democrats or like social services, so he wasn't actually doing his job, and so that's why this ran rampant for years. Now let me posit this: Is it really so bad? Is it so bad that the Pulaski people spent twenty five percent of their grant on booze? As somebody who hasn't had a drink since St. Patrick's Day of two thousand and nineteen, 
I'm fine when you're train of thought here. I'm kind of <laughs> siding with you right here. So continue. Well, I, I guess it depends on where they bought their boot. Like, if they're buying it from Flying Bison, they're supporting local. Sure, you know. But like, if they're buying Coors Light, well, like cases just, and cases of Tisky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Jivietch, right. Kokanee, yeah, good yeah. stuff. It's all in context. I mean, if they're not getting drunk at two thirty in the afternoon and in the accounting office, you know, versus a festival. I mean. Right. Show me the specific case. Well, you got to have beer at a festival, right? right? I mean, look, it's the, the it's the culturals. It, obviously, the headlines have led led me to believe that they're just knocking them back at County <laughs> Hall, and that and, you know, right. low key, kind of cool. I, I would, and kinda, maybe they are, but they're not using taxpayer money to do it. That you know of. That right. I know of. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, you want to support the cultural stuff. You want to have fun celebrations and parades. And that's the lubricant, right? Well, but but here's the thing. Like, the county's just asking, like, look, we know you're going to, you obviously, when you're having, putting a parade on, like Pulaski Day Parade, you're going to, like, buy alcohol. We also aren't giving you all the money for the entire parade. We're giving you, like, 40% of the money. Spend some of your other money on the alcohol so it doesn't look like we bought the alcohol for you. Like, that's all we're asking. This, this is like, just what I was about to right. get to. Thank you, is... Take the chunk of money, fund it. Exactly what you just said. I mean, you know, that's I mean, that's all we're asking. You know, like we know it's, it's we know you're gonna buy booze. It's kind of like when you're like when you're away at college and your parents give you money and they're like, we know you're gonna buy alcohol, but like when you ask us for this money for books, could you at least use some of it on books? <laughs> it's a shoddy bookkeeper, right? right? Yeah. yeah, use your student loan money for right. the booze. Right. right, that's what it's for. Right, yeah, that's that that that's why that's why Uncle booze Joe and, that's why Brandon wants to forgive it. That's right. Booze and dominoes. Yeah. Irish Joe. Mm-hmm. That's why he wants to forgive student debt. I cannot stand dominoes in their gimmicks. Damn. Every year. Speak on it. Right in the Every mic. year. Talk about it. We're gonna we're gonna pave streets. That's obviously a function of the government. Yeah. Dominoes, stay in your lane. Don't get involved in that. And now they're getting involved in the student loan stuff. Just just sell pizza. Uh-huh. Leave us alone. Well, what if we socialize? Leave everyone alone. What if we socialize dominoes? The socialist dominoes. <laughs> uh, couldn't we? Couldn't what if we, we absorb them in, into the state? Couldn't we pick Pizza Hut? I'm gonna be a consu- oh, sure. Unexpected response from me. We shouldn't socialize dominoes. Okay, mm. that's right. We don't want them as part of our state. <laughs> just sell pizza. Be a for-profit private business that just sells pizza. Stop weighing in on everything. Just breathlessly awaiting the opinion of Domino's on the Israel-Palestine conflict. (laughs) We haven't tried it yet, have we? (laughs) With Domino's, everything else. Sending Domino's over to the Gaza? Right. (laughs) Right. Halal and kosher. The Noid goes over there. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't sent the Noid. Maybe if I lived in, like... Arizona or Bridgeford, Connecticut, where they don't have real pizza, might the, I might be like, "Thank you, Domino's." Might be the best this you can Buffalo. get there. Buffalo, this is Western New York. Stay, just shut up, please. Oh, I'm on this group on Facebook because I'm old. Pizza holics, mm-hmm. and you figure you get a broad range of pizza from all over the country, perhaps the world. It's literally people in Connecticut and people in Buffalo fighting about pizza all day, yeah. and I'm like, "Why am I still a member?" I, I, I'm like, and and most of it is Buffalo pizza. Buffalo Pizza's got some hate outside of Buffalo. Yeah, I, uh, I, 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 uh, I'm like a pizza holic, but for booze. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but you think about the national chains like Papa John's and Little Caesars and Domino's. I'm going to put Little Caesars right up there of all the ones that are across the country. Yep. It's not that good. No. You shouldn't. But it's like six, seven bucks. Well, that's the thing. Like, we, this is what we talked about with Andrew Glarno, right? Is that the thing with Little Caesars is it serves a purpose. Is that you know, if you are in a situation where maybe you can't afford to, to treat your family or go out to eat very often... Little Caesars is there. It's it's an option for you that even like Domino's and Pizza Hut and Papa John's aren't anymore. And so like at least it serves that purpose. And, you know, Mike Illich made a bunch of money off it. He, he bought like 16 sports teams, at least two, right? The Red Wings and the Tigers. Then the guy that owned that place is half decent. You know, he's not a terrible person. Yeah. no. Didn't it's... he house Rosa Parks for a while? His, okay. Her mom. Oh, okay. Her, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he, uh, her, like without like he nobody knew until he died. That he had been paying Rosa Parks as like mother or like some relative of Rosa Parks, yeah. paying their rent for like twenty seven years. <laughs> uh, like like he found out like that they were like potentially homeless, so he like got them an apartment and just paid like all their bills for like twenty like without telling anybody. And you gotta order it. You can't walk in there and think you're gonna get a pie. You gotta order it in advance. And they tell you twenty minutes. You're not getting it in twenty minutes, mm-hmm. but you're getting a cheap pizza. Yeah, right. and it tastes okay. Mm-hmm. Wasn't an Andrew Dice Clay joke? Like pizza's like sex, even if it's bad, it's still pretty good. What's that meme where it's like Little Caesars tastes great if you don't have a bitch in your ear telling you it tastes bad? (laughs) 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 Now, and bitch could be any gender. I I just want to stress that. Oh my yes. Because behave, gentlemen. Behave. I, I, no, and I'm serious. You know, anybody because anybody's bitching to me about how Little Caesars doesn't hit, doesn't slap. They are a bitch, and I'll say it. I'll say it to their face, especially I, the crazy bread. But uh, so there's a there's a uh, gas station near near here that now has that Hunt Brothers, which I don't know if you've seen, is like trying to make a big push into like the local gas stations. The heck is that? Uh, so I they they had the one. That, Oh, just all Hunt Brothers pizza products were free if you came in. And I was like, well, I'm just here for cigarettes, but I'll take some of your garbage pizza. And I got it. And it actually, like, it was worse than those seizures in that, like, the the bottom of it, like, kind of, like, felt like paper with my mouth. Ew. Like, I was like, oh, that's, that is not the right texture for a pizza. A pizza. They call it Hunt's because they use Hunt's ketchup. As uh, yeah. That's, and, and, and the ash is a Lamar Hunt. <laughs> God. <damn>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Oh, he well. went there. Yeah, he went. He, I don't know. He, I don't know where you went, but you went there. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't even know how to pivot from from Lamar Hunt's ashes. Rip the bandaid off. Little Caesars. <laughs> Rip the socializing Dominoes, which we are not doing. Right. Yeah. No, not today. Not today. A total sellout, right? Yeah. A time. Total sellout. Time, no, just the time isn't right. Yeah. But you know what the time. The time it has been passed right for an emergency manager. There's the pivot. <laughs> Made it work in the city of Buffalo. We're, we're you know, we're we're going out on top here, Brian. Mm, that's we, right. We're going out on top, just like Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Leave him wanting more. Mm-hmm. That's right. We're we're going out in our prime. We can mm-hmm. we can segue with the best of them. Yeah, we're we're the Barry Sanders of podcasts. <laughs> Got that right. I, I wanted to. Okay, this is my rant. The, the show's ending in a couple months, so let I need to fucking rip. rant. I one Christmas, I wanted a Barry Sanders jersey. I wanted a Barry Sanders jersey so bad. He's my favorite fucking football player as a kid. Um, and instead, I got an Emmett Smith Dallas Cowboys jersey. Ooh. Do you know how upsetting that Not is to me, Buffalo. even now? Yeah. 
as an adult. Yeah. Well, forget the Cowboys thing. Just the Emmett Smith thing. Yeah. He sucked. Yeah. Barry Sanders was the man. Yeah. Yeah. How would you? Now I'm mad at my 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 family all over again. Yeah. Anyway. That's that's like when like the Instacart person gets you something totally different. And you're like, ah, it's the same thing. I'm so fucking mad. I'm mad now. I want a Barry Sanders. I, I, oh god. Anyways, moving on. This is this is my personal emergency. I'm gonna. This is like therapy for me now. It's my mm-hmm. personal emergency. I need somebody to manage me. But more importantly, the city of Buffalo needs an emergency manager, mm-hmm. which we well, eh, don't have. Mm-hmm. We do now, right? Oh, we we do. Right. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> brand new news today. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Hired some jabroni out of New York City. Mm-hmm. Do, do, do we know the background of said jabroni? Yeah, it's uh, all, William all... de Blasio. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not him. But the, all the news said was that he has experience, including 9-11. Mike Bloomberg. Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> oh, God. No, I don't think that was He's looking either. for work, and he's been around yeah, some emergencies. He needs, he needs a little cash right now, <laughs> doesn't he? No. But, yeah, so... We, we got them. We'll see how they do. Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. Just in time. Just in time for this note to fall. We'll see. I mean, we'll we'll give Jabroni or not, we'll give him a chance, right? Sure. I don't yeah. Know. And, until we find out that he eats his wings with uh, ranch, and then we'll be like, wow, get this person out of here. He eats Connecticut pizza. He has... Listen, I'm, I'm tired of hearing about the... We talked about this. Yes. Yeah. Tired of hearing about the blue cheese ranch thing. I'm tired about hearing the only team in New York, and I'm also tired about hearing which vegetables are actually fruit. And end of end of my rant. No, no, I had to get that out of my system. No, please. I, I'm I love a good rant. But speaking of teams in New York, by the way, I saw yeah. something online this week that I was like, well, that is not what it is. But it was like uh, this year's World Series is the first World Series between two teams that represent states, not cities. Since, oh, right. Since Florida versus the New York Yankees. I was like, that oh, is God. not the New York they're talking about, you shithead. <laughs> I, 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 there's a guy on Twitter who every once in a while will, like, put what we talk about, like, as a tweet. And, oh. and then he'll, then but he'll, like, and then they talked about, like, something stupid. And I'm just, I, I just love the idea of that guy listening to this, like, his head in his hands and just... <laughs> Oh my God! They talked about the city manager. <laughs> they talked about socializing, fucking little Caesars. It's either this or watch that crappy World Series. That sounds terrible. Yeah, I watch that. I bullshit. know. I don't want to watch that at all. But what I do, well, we we also got uh, before we get into the political stuff. Yeah, we got the, the Catholic Church, Jim. Yeah, the Catholic Church, not looking so hot. Uh, it's, uh, at least in Buffalo. At least yeah. in the United States. Yeah. So uh, you. Know, you know they had their big settlement, um, and it's you know being investigated or what you know they had their big settlement with the New York State and they, had, they filed for bankruptcy and all this shit, um, and a couple of different source uh, journalists filed FOIL to get more information about what that what, what everything that was included in that, and the Catholic Church is trying to sue to block that FOIL request, even though that information should be FOILable. They're like, well, it would be damaging to us. I was like. More damaging than than what's already gone on. Like, how bad could it possibly be? The hole's deep, deeper than it can go. I mean, and uh, uh, also, oh, <laughs> oh god, <laughs> I shouldn't have uttered those words. Oh, I not not intentionally. Uh, uh, yeah, and you know, like I also like obviously the the Western New York diocese like never heard of the Streisand effect. They're like, oh, like if they just like let you know Ed Tranch or whoever the fuck was like foiling this. 
get their information, and then have to spend like you know weeks pouring through like twelve hundred pages. They would have got bored and never did anything. Now they're on a fucking mission to make sure that they they nail the Catholic Church about this. Ed Dranch, by the way, elite name. Mm-hmm. I just love to say it, Ed Dranch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it, it sounds like it's it Ed like, Ranch actually. Yeah, sounds sounds like a character from L.A. Confidential. Ed, Ed and I like Ed Ranch, but like two yeah. D's. Yeah, You're right. Like double D from Ed Ed Nettie. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Ed Ranch. <laughs> that that's a baseball player from like a, a like a Nintendo baseball game. Yes. <laughs> it's a computer generated name, Ed Ranch. Ed Ranch. <laughs> Sleeve McDyckel. <laughs> Um, American yeah. Catholic Church is interesting right now. They uh, they really don't like the the current pope. Yeah, they're very conservative, and uh, honestly, it's, it's kind of their own separate cult at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's it, weird. I mean, it's yeah. It's, it's how special. are you mad at the main guy? I, right, your main guy. Like it's it's all that's that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Jesus like, and then him. That's the way they set it up, right? Mm-hmm. And it's. Most of the rest of the world is like, well, he's the main guy yeah. down here. Mm-hmm. He's um, okay. American exceptionalism, baby. He's like, hey, you know, maybe we shouldn't go to war all the time. Maybe we should feed all the children. Mm-hmm. Right. Doesn't sound awful to me, mm-hmm. but yeah. for some reason. Maybe we shouldn't hate gay people. Yeah. For some reason. That's very controversial with the yeah. American it, bishops. It, it's just this sub, sub, subsect of the global Catholic order in North America. I'm not going to limit it to... Just the United sure. States' problems. Who, who knows what will come about? Um, I, I assume the already horrific details that we know about the sexual assault cases here in, in Western New York um, just, you know, makes me sick. And, and anybody with two functioning brain cells would just mm-hmm. be completely appalled. So I can only imagine what is being hidden behind, right? you know, bureaucratic BS at the moment. So more to come on that. And hopefully, you know, at least the victims and survivors will have their day and, and have some level of peace and justice. Anyway, to the politics, gentlemen. We are uh, in, in, in political season. In case you haven't gotten texts, emails, or, yes, what I use for pillows, the political mailers. I got a text today uh, from the National Republican Committee Asking me if I would give them money to congratulate Mike Johnson on being the new House Speaker. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about the new uh, House Speaker? Uh, that his name sounds so generic that if they if he dies and they replace him like we did with Demar Hamlin, nobody will notice. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Thankfully, we have uh, Chrissy Kaboom on that case. Jeremy. Yeah, I know she'll know which is the real Mike Johnson. She will. If know. Anyone can figure it. Right, Chrissy Kaboom. He looks. He actually looks a lot like the cartoon character from like the '90s. Those big Johnson T-shirts, <laughs> kind of nerdy with glasses, like his hair 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 part off to one side. The big Johnson T-shirt. Well, I lived through the '90s, and I don't remember. I, I thought you were talking about big dogs. No, no, there was the, at the, like around the same time as like the co-ed naked shirts. There was the big Johnson shirts. Okay, this like, sounds like a thing that I. Yeah, they, it would be stuff like like Big Johnson fire hoses, like nothing puts out a fire, like a Big Johnson or something like that. Oh, you had that ready so fast. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, look, I, they like you know, when I was in like middle school and high school, like they were just like people had them all over. I wasn't allowed to have I, them. I remember or, those? I wasn't allowed to have the Johnson or Co- I, I. I was. Oh. My parents did let me have the uh, from the same company. They had a Buffalo Saber shirt. It was like. Uh, on the front it said Jesus saves, but on the back it said Shatan scores on the rebound. I remember that one. 
I remember that. One. I wore I wore that in the Bible Belt, and I got like the craziest looks I've ever got in my entire life. And I was like thirteen years old. Maybe I haven't been here in a while, but I remember this be this podcast being just a little more wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're working blue today. Oh, we're getting we're getting a little dark, uh, dark humor mm-hmm. here. But uh, no, okay. So the political stuff. This is what some of the people come from. Eh, probably most of the people, I guess. Yeah. But. You know, whatever. We're, we're shutting it down a couple months. Who cares? Uh, we've got, yes, you all know, Chrissy Casilio is running to challenge incumbent County Executive Mark Bullockers. Yeah. You know, we've talked about it a few times. I have been contacted. I, I was reached out by a pollster. Would I vote for Mark Cars in early voting? And I said, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I will vote for more Mark Poland cars. How about you guys? Yeah, I mean, like, look, you know, we've criticized Poland cars on this podcast plenty of times. Um, and you know, my thought is that, like, I wish he was a lot better, but I obviously not voting for this like MAGA insane person. You know, those are my those are literally my. I guess I guess there's a libertarian candidate. Mm-hmm. I don't want to I don't want to erase them off the ballot. And he sh- and he actually showed up. For the debate, whereas Chris Casilio did not. Well, I'm still undecided. I, I'd like to hear a little bit more from the candidates. Yeah. Before I make my decision. Okay. Mark Polencars said, wash your hands and don't do cocaine. Yep. Chrissy Casilio said that Damar Hamlin was replaced by by a clone. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, it's a tough one, right? Yeah. That's really a coin flip. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's good to know we hit, like our cloning technology is that good. <laughs> Yeah, I think the county executives two for two on those between the hand washing and and the not the not doing the cocaine. So I like the sound of that. I'm going with Paul and Cars. I mean, I mean, I will say that like you know, my the only way I'm going to poke a hole and this is maybe not the best way to poke a hole in an argument about the cloning is that if the Bills had access to cloning like full adult like top athletes, wouldn't they have like four Stefan Diggs on their team right now? So. And like, you know, like, like when Matt Milano got injured, they'd be like, ah, that's okay. We've got a whole shit ton of them in the shed. We started at Dolly, and you, now you we're You know here. what I just thought of? That movie, uh, what was it, Michael Keaton? It was called Multiplicity. Do you that's remember it. that? That's yeah. right. Well, I thought you were going to say Mr. Mom, but okay. No, Every, every no. copy got dumber. Multiplicity yeah. is much more relevant to this conversation <laughs> right now. <laughs> I've, I've, I've had a hard year. I didn't think I was going to be stressed out here. <laughs> <laughs> Birdman, I like that one. That was a good. One. That, that, was a great, that was a great one. Yeah. That was a great one. Was no, it's, or maybe that's a, like there was a what Justin Roiland who now did disgrace canceled. Yeah, uh, but he got his start. He made that Dan Harmon on Channel One Hundred One that like that video online video series, and he did a, a cartoon called House of Cosby's, where yeah. somebody who decided to clone Bill Cosby. Like, that was they, a bit of foreshadowing, wasn't it? It, it was. Oh, it was pre like the Bill Cosby stuff too, but um, uh, and but. He, like every like seventh clone was like super smart, and all the rest of them were really dumb. <laughs> and so like he just kept clo- like he's just a house full of Cosby's. Uh, he ended up having to stop it because he got like a cease and desist letter from Bill Cosby. So yes, Chrissy Casilio, Chrissy Casilio, Chrissy mm-hmm. Kaboom, mm-hmm. yeah, does not even remotely strike me as somebody who is worth your time even considering for a county executive. You guys remember Kaboom cereal? Hmm. Yeah, so they gave it to all the Wick kids in the '80s when I when I was on Wick, and uh, made my shit green. Mm. 
And they had to call the doctor on me. And they said, no, it's that kaboom cereal you're eating. That's why, dude, that's why I got, like, bland-ass, like, uh, kicks. But we were on WIC. We got kicks. You got kicks? Kicks. I, I don't think kaboom was around very long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it was very popular St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. <laughs> got a lot of kicks, a lot of... Jesus. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So we're voting. Yes, we're voting for you, Mark Poland Cars. We hope that you, uh, you know, do a little bit more. Perhaps you, you're a little bit, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I think he's actually had a pretty good tenure as, as uh, Erie County Executive, truthfully. Um, what, would your, what, would, what would be your big, uh, if you're going to Mark Poland Cars' house asking for, quote, unquote, candy, Jim, what, what would you hope that he hands out to the citizens of Erie County? That he has not already given us. I mean, now that we know that, like, if I get a grant, I can buy booze. I think, I think I'm all set. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, you've got my vote, Mark. Right, yeah, yeah. You got my vote. Right, yeah, all right, never mind. Right, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Square what, podcast is now a five hundred one c three. Right, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll be applying to this grant. We'll, we'll be applying for our cultural relevancy grant. So the relevancy grant. So like, like I might. I guess my question is like, I know now that we can buy booze, but like, you know, Hardwick, do do a little bit of work. Can I also buy cigarettes? That the people demand answers to that, but okay. Mark Poland Cars has the Square Podcast seal of approval. And how about that other race, huh? There's another race going on, huh? Yeah. And, and in keeping with Halloween, it's the scary socialist menace. <laughs> Skip Gingrich. <laughs> I do actually want to talk about the Skip Gingrich race real quick. Yeah, let's talk about okay, Skip let, before let, we get let's to. Let's do it. So actually, Marilla is crazy all all around. Uh, I, I I misquoted what it, the what's going on in Marilla to Brian earlier, but so Skip has the RNC lines. He's running against somebody who's running on the integrity line. The only reason why that's interesting is because the two incumbent Republican council members are also running on that integrity line. So like they're working with the person who's running against their supervisor, um, and one of them, uh, Matthew some long Polish name, Dolagowski, uh, is on the R and the integrity lines. And then there's a third candidate out there for a council who's running on the conservative and libertarian lines. And it would be mm-hmm. remarkable, and I think it would be amazing, if somebody who was running mostly on the libertarian line won a town council seat in Marilla, just so that like, we could, like, for once and all, like, put like a police rope around the entire town and never have to go there again. <laughs> <laughs> How do you vote against the integrity line? Like, if you see it, you're like, well, yeah, I mean, that's a, I'm voting for integrity, right? Yeah, like, right, like, like, it's I either vote for integrity or I guess I'm opposed to integrity. It really, there's only one choice. We yeah. are square pot endorsement of the integrity line, right? Mm-hmm. In Marilla, reminds me, I'd like to start a line, uh, an independent line, the pizza and beer, yeah, line on, on your ballot. I was expecting the debauchery line. Yeah, the debauchery line. I'd probably get five to ten percent. I think it might uh, get some votes. Sure. Don't they do that in the European countries? Isn't there like, isn't there like the pizza and beer line? That's I mean, that's like the the famous like uh, Monty Python sketch, right, with the silly party and the very silly party. Forget <laughs> bread and roses, right? Yeah. Um, pizza uh, and beer. Pizza and beer. Mm-hmm. Speaking of bread and roses, the Chituaga supervisors race. Oh, yeah. right. Good sideway. Right. Good sideway. Right. See, you, you hang around with us, you learn how to yeah. pivot, baby. I'm learning from the best. You learn it from the best. Mm-hmm. So we and do in fact have the Democratic challenger for the town supervisor uh, seat. Well, endorsed Democrat. Endorsed Democrat. Right. Uh, there's 
Because there's no incumbent running. No, right. There's no incumbent um, in the race. But, yes, Brian Noak, you are with us here today. Mm -hmm. This is your race. Yeah. (laughs) Tell us. Look, it's been a long campaign. We we get it. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of mud has been slung. A lot of flags have been flown. Um, A lot of feelings have been a little hurt. I want to zoom out as far as I can and be very brief. Maybe you guys can fill in a few pieces. I don't want to get too far in the weeds. Like, my brain's in it, Mm -hmm. so I don't want to overwhelm the listener. But long story short, our supervisor now has decided not to run for re-election. She's a Democrat leaving office. Uh, So that left an opening for other folks to run on the Democratic side. I emerged as uh, the, the, the candidate on the Democrat working families line. My opponent has Republican and conservative. He's an individual that won a town board seat in 2021 by doing no campaigning. And he's campaigning this time. He's got a little bit of a following. He's getting out there, raising a little bit of money. Uh, my team has outraised him about 8 to 1. We've got radio ads running, lawn signs all over the place. We're in the mailboxes. We're doing all sorts of other cool stuff to get our name out there in terms of door knocking, I'm pretty sure I'm wiping the floor with him on that, too. But this plays into the county executive's race a little bit. There's a base for Republican conservative voters in the county, and especially in Chittawaga, that is low to mid-40s now. Mm-hmm. You know, If you look at election night in the countywide race, I'd be surprised if there was more than a six, seven-point split between the two candidates there, mm-hmm. between Poland Cars and, and Casilio. It's going to be even closer in Chittawaga because of demographic changes, um, shifts in voting patterns, and just who's getting mobilized and who's not. So, you know, in, in every respect, you know, in terms of a campaign platform, some of the things we're working on and all that, uh, me being a candidate that's heavily invested, I feel like I'd be running away with this thing. But it's going to be a tough slog, you know. So uh, the opposition is probably going to get at a minimum 47, 48% of the vote. And a good night for me is winning by two, three, four points. You know, um, and we've got some Chitawaga specific issues, obviously the migrant situation, Chitawaga was ground zero on that. Um, We can get to this on the county legislature races, but the Republicans have made the county legislator in the seventh district, Tim Myers, target number one to try to flip a seat goes back to the migrant situation. And there's so many other things going on that's Chittawaga-specific politics where the outgoing supervisor that's a registered Democrat is supporting the Republican that's running. Not openly, but if you look at the board meetings, it speaks for itself. That's my view on the matter. Um, so it's a tough race out there in a lot of respects, but that's just the cold-hard analysis without getting too far in detail. So, so that's the political analysis. But truth be told, I mean, look, we were, we were talking before we started recording how – Many folks don't have true political coherence in that there's no, you know, it's hard to pin like, yeah, we want to say, you know, certain brands of Democrats have, you know, this belief, this belief and this belief or Republicans, this belief. But truth be told, a lot of people are all over the board and especially in a municipality like Chictawaga. You you would want somebody at supervisor who is competent, who can run the town, who can make sure that, you know, what the, the traffic lights run, you know, and, and work as they're supposed to. Can you talk to us just a little bit, 
you know, the, the, here's the serious pivot here. But it, can you talk to us about, you know, one, what are the responsibilities of the the supervisor role in Cheek Dewaga? And two, you know, why you are uh, most fit for that role? Well, I want to interrupt because I have a couple points I want to make real quick here is that I think that, you know, kind of what you're saying there, like there's a, that people are all over the place. I think that's true. Like, people are going to see, like, one of the issues that, like, our friends who ran on the left uh, for council seats this year and you're doing the post-election autopsy, it looked like them running on national issues and not local issues probably hurt them in the primary. I think, you know, your opponent is doing the same thing. He's trying to go after, like, national-type things. He's trying to go at big things, and he's not talking about what actually affects the members of Chictawaga. The other thing is that the mailers are coming out against you in support of your, camp, your opponent, and the mailers coming out against Tim Myers in the 7th, supporting his one, are saying exactly the same thing, blaming you both for the exact same thing. And that's because Erie County has no money, so the New York State Republican Committee is doing them a favor and because of Nick Langworthy and their connections to, to do these mailers. And they're used to doing mallers in like assembly districts or senate where there's no overlap. So you can say you can blame two people who are right next to each other for the exact same thing, but you nobody's going to get the exact same mailer. So it looks like you're blaming two different people. People in Chicago are getting the pretty much the exact same mailer, saying that you're in, you're, you're in charge, you're, you're, it's your problem, or you're you're the responsible one for this. And then the next day or the same day, getting one that says, well, actually, it's Tim Myers who's responsible for it. And I think that is going to cause problems that the Republicans aren't planning on because people are going to go, how can you be blaming two people for the exact same thing? Like, people aren't that stupid. No, and, you know, I've been all over the place in town this year, and it, it's it's a whole different world when you meet people one-on-one and get to talk to them. You, re- you realize, and I'm a cynic at heart, but you realize how smart people really are. Everyone's got their area of expertise, and once you get to talking to them about it, they're like, oh, you're really good with cars. I'm like, oh, okay, that's your thing. You know, Everybody's got a thing. You know, mm-hmm. But once you get to the, the local types of issues, the common things that come up are things like my street light is out. Where's, the, where's leaf pickup? Mm-hmm. You know, They forgot my garbage a couple months ago. Can you trim this tree back? There's a dead tree back there. On and on, things like that. We get to in talking about empty storefronts or what are you going to do about Manor Oak on Harlem Road and these very hyper-local issues that come up where it's the stuff I've been working on for six years. Mm-hmm. So in, I think to your question about the, the job of the Chief Tuaga supervisor, we're dealing with a, a budget over $100 million now. You show, I mean, I don't know what Marilla's budget is. It's got to be a little smaller than that, right? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's... I, but, I, I, I mean, it's you know with fifteen percent for the tip, but like they you know they split it evenly. And not to mock them, but it's a, it's a significant budget. The Chituaga supervisor, because of because of um, state law and the charter, the ECIDA charter, gets a permanent seat on ECIDA. So once the outgoing supervisor leaves, the person that's elected takes over that seat. You got to get involved in the sewer boards. There's a lot of responsibility that comes with making sure you're doing your part on security for things like the Galleria Mall. You know. You, we're a transportation hub, so you got to coordinate with all these other agencies. And, you know, recently we brought on a full-time emergency manager because of the snowstorm we had and the need for the response to that. There's so much that comes with the job compared to the supervisor in most other towns. I think you can look at Amherst and Tonawanda as comparable in a lot of ways. Yeah, West Seneca, I suppose, too, mm-hmm. of real full-time supervisors that are spending seven days a week really working at that job. And 
last time I was here, we were talking about a town in New Hampshire where the clerk basically did everything. Right. They went on vacation mm-hmm. and left. So I want to recognize that our small town electeds do a lot of work too, but it's just a much larger operation uh, in those big towns, not yeah. to disparage the folks in the small towns no. because they do a lot too, but uh, it's a lot of responsibility. I, w- I would say also that Hamburg, Randy Hoke's probably yeah. pretty full-time down there. Sorry, Randy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but it, it, that was my other thing that I think, like, talking back about, like, you know, that the, that the New York Republican Committee is doing these uh, ads is, again, talking to, like, you know, like we said, with our friends who ran for <coughs> Common Council, it, focusing on larger, like, these more national type of issues like you would in a congressional campaign or a U.S. Senate campaign or even maybe a state ledge campaign. And they're trying to use that against you. But the problem is, is that in these smaller municipal runs people know you or they know somebody who knows you right it is not like a congressional run where like it's very easy for like most electorate to have no idea and have no connection to a, somebody running for congress so you can say whatever you want but like you know you're a volunteer firefighter right you you've been on the council for six years you, you're you've been you're a resident of chictawaga you've, you've been there it's easy and it's likely that a lot of people in chictawaga if they don't know you directly have some connection to you within like one or two uh, connections. Yeah. Right. I think one of the things that's going to surprise people at the end of all this, regardless of the results, uh, is going to be that I had conservative surrogates out there saying that eh, I don't like his national politics so much. But at this day, this place, this time, he helped me out with this thing. And there's not just one or two of them. There are a lot of these people all across the board ideologically. And that's the stuff that matters to people. You say that there's two degrees of separation. Everybody knows somebody, and all that stuff adds up. You combine that with going to people's doors and meeting them where they are and actually listening to them, sharing your vision for the town. I mean, you could do whatever you want, jamming the mailboxes with uh, with, with bullshit and, and lying to people outright and just trying to ruin somebody's name, you know, every accusing them of felonies every week at the board meetings and just not going to add up to a W. You know, much I have an aversion to uh, to the 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 verb to network networking um i because I, I hate the idea of networking that you're using people basically as means to an end for your own financial gain so i just i i just have a passionate aversion yeah. to networking and, and and so i'm much more in favor of just building actual relationships with people same it's becoming more and more so with the idea of quote-unquote campaigning now we talk politics here that, that is what we do and campaigns are part of you know how the sausage gets made but look especially on the level of cheek to walk a supervisor i mean campaigning belies something where it's like well you know i'm trying to convince you to vote for me and i might kind of you know pedal something your way that might not be genuine but truth be told brian i mean based on your record based on your connections within the you know within the town of cheek to you have built a lot of genuine connections so it yes you're campaigning we we have to call it that but also it's not like you're selling the the people of the town of chictawaga something that they don't already know about you right like you for many of them across ideological lines uh, just you know people in that municipality they know you because you've done something for them or for the you know for chictawaga mm. that's uh that's a a, a very long-winded way of saying that uh, brian noak you got the square pot endorsement i was gonna ask uh Square seal of approval. Yeah, 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 I think so. Yeah, yeah. I'm truly honored. Yeah, that's. Uh, make sure you put that on your CV. Make sure you thank us in the Buffalo News when yeah. you win. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
you guys also have a, a interesting highway race out there. We do. Yeah, um, we guys there was a there was a primary, pretty contentious, um, and uh, I mean, you've got Rosiniac's got just the D line, and Sakura's mm-hmm. got the R and C line. Um, you know, I, I I think people, especially if you live in the city where we don't or you don't elect highway superintendents there, um, you, your your transportation department, your DPW is is all appointed. Yeah. I I think they you don't understand how important the highway superintendent positions are. I mean, they really control a large workforce. Um, and so it's obviously like that's, that is going to be something that I'm going to watch on election day. Since um, you said yeah. highway race, I, I, I haven't been able to stop thinking about like two cars drag racing on that. Yeah. That's, 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 I, I'm calling the, <laughs> I'm calling the Rosini X fast and the furious 12. <laughs> oh, it's, the highway superintendent controls uh, somewhere around fifteen percent of the total budget, give or take. Be, um, you know, would you talk about fixing sidewalks, paving streets, plowing, anything in right of ways, planning, removing trees? It's all highway department street lights. You got to contact the highway department. A lot of the constituent services, you know, um, the creeks and trimming the grass back on that kind of stuff, and not to get too far in the weeds, figuratively and literally, it all involves the highway department. Right. It is a critical position for towns. Right. I mean, you, you, you talk about, like, you know, you guys recently hired an emergency manager there. Yeah. And, you know, like when you're, you're in Buffalo, in West New York, you know, our main emergencies are going to be snow emergencies, which means that whoever your emergency manager is, like, they're going to have to have a good relationship and a good ability to work with the highway superintendent and, and vice versa. So, mm-hmm. like, that has to be a strong a strong connection there and so you know it's crazy like that we because we elect highway superintendents and we're talking about you know in the middle of winter potentially changing over who the highway superintendent is i'll tell you a little bit of chitawaga history um years ago i want to say gaverzak was still the town supervisor there was an effort to switch over from an elected highway superintendent to a department of public works a dpw and part of this would be appointing the individual in charge instead of electing them. Another part would be combining various departments all under the umbrella of the DPW. So in our town, I'll give you just an example. You've got highway, parks, and sewer all cutting grass, three different crews of guys, three different sets of equipment, what have you. Under DPW, you can have that under one umbrella. So you can argue you could find some efficiency in terms of resources. Uh, the voters at the time voted that down. It was brought up in September for a November election. There wasn't time for discussion or debate, but they made the decision at that time to have an elected position, you know, and we've been doing that ever since. It's towns and villages revisit those things all the time, but under town law, any town can opt to have a mandatory referendum, hold the vote at a general election. Do we want to keep electing the person? Mm -hmm. So uh, moving on from Chicktawaga real quick, uh, I want to get back to the county. There's, there's four ledge races that are interesting this four, year. Four, count them four. Uh, and, you know, varying levels of interesting, I mean, to be fair. So you've got uh, incumbent John Bernacci, Democrat Working Families Line, versus Scott Marcizewski in the 4th District. That is like Tana Tanawanda, uh, maybe Seton, that type, type of area. Um Barnese ran, he got the conservative endorsement, but lost the primary to Marcizewski, uh in uh, at the primary election mm-hmm. for the conservative line. So Marcizewski has the RC line. So, I mean, so they're trying to go at Barnese. 
I I don't see him losing. I think I think he's pretty pretty set there, but um, it'll be interesting. Um, Gina Vanell is running against guy who's running. He's, he's listing his name as Richard Wilkinson, but obviously his name is Dick. Mm-hmm. Um, out in Amherst in the fifth district. I, the only reason why I'm really interested in this one, I, I know the Buffalo News thought that this might be an interesting race. The only reason I'm interested is to see how how Democratic has Amherst turned. It's kind of the same thing with the Barnacy race in the fourth. You know, like you know these North towns, Tonawanda and Amherst. I, I've harped on this before, but like 20 years ago, those were the Republican strongholds in Erie County, and they were they lost the South Towns a lot, and it seems to have flipped a lot late, recently. And you know. Well, while that like, oh, you're going like, well, the Republicans like they pick now now they control like six towns where they only controlled two before. Yeah, but like there's a lot more people in Tonawan and Amherst than there are in fucking Colden, okay? I mean, well, like it's like playing risk and you're like, Well, we've got Irkutsk and yeah. Irkutsk, and it's yeah. like, okay, well, we've got you know we've got Eastern and Western Europe. Thank right, you. Right. I, I know in Amherst the enrollment of Democrats is growing and that's explaining the situation there. I don't know if that's happening in Tonawanda. Is the Democrat enrollment growing here? I I I, th- I think it is a little bit. I also think it's more that the Republican enrollment is contracting. Yeah. Yeah. Because I th- I think Tonawanda's situation is an outside observer, and correct me if I'm wrong. I think that's more a testament to a fairly well organized Democratic Party here that takes every single race seriously. Right. And I mean, you guys are getting and, daily mail from sure. the local party, right. Right. Oh, and also know. and also a very disorganized Republican Party. So right. that that as well. I mean, and so in the town, people know. You want to play the game, so to speak, register D and get involved there, you know, whereas in some of these other towns, take your pick, you know, yeah. you're rolling the dice. It doesn't really matter. Uh, all right. So in this, then we've got the seventh district, which obviously you know all about. That's, yeah. that's Tim Myers with Mike Zakovich, 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 something like that. Yeah. Malkovich, 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 Malkovich. Um, and it's crazy, like how much money these the Republicans are spending on that race. I mean, they've really targeted that race, but especially because in the ninth, you have got Gilmore, John Gilmore versus Jimmy Butera, and Gilmore won by literally a couple hundred votes two years ago, and the Republicans aren't targeting that. In fact, they've almost like the Buffalo News didn't even bring this up as a race to watch, mm-hmm. and it, I know that with redistricting. Uh, Buter- uh, Gilmore picked up some more of South Buffalo, so that that should be pretty consistent Democratic votes. Although maybe as, as we've seen in some elections, like with Garcia and Byron Brown, not necessarily right. Like I'm not taking that for granted as right. Democratic votes, right? Um, I I think the Buffalo like so like yeah, I could see uh, Butera who owns the pizzeria in the village of Hamburg and was a big like anti-masker, anti-vaccine guy. Um, yeah, I could I could see him doing pretty decent. So I, I wouldn't be like if I'm if I'm Gilmore, I don't feel comfortable. I mean, if I'm Gilmore, I probably don't feel comfortable ever until like I'm running for a different office. It it, de- it depends on what the election day vote is like, but the ci- the early vote in the city of Buffalo is lower as a share of the total than it was four years ago. But part of the reason is that the Republicans have embraced early voting now. Mm-hmm. If you remember the first year of it, they're like, ah, fooey, we don't want anything to do with it. And they've come around, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, this these are the rules of the game. Now we've yeah. got to adapt. Yeah. So it's is that going to change on election day, uh, or are we seeing the election day pattern right now where there could be a problem the ninth? Uh, uh, I got Amherst. The council race is interesting. You've got a couple of uh, county staff mm. running for Demo- on the Democratic line. You've got 
uh, Angela Marinucci, who famously ran for uh, what clerk a couple uh, several years ago. Yes, uh, and Mike Sakula, who works for DSS, against uh, a different Gilmore. Um, there's so many Gilmores. Doug. Uh, none, none of them uh, who've ever been in Pink Floyd. Um, <laughs> Rory Gilmore. Yeah, it's, it's Rory Gilmore. It's Robert Gilmore and Shelley Schratz, who's been around like Amherst politics forever yeah. in various positions. Uh, but uh, the the Democrats on Amherst have the C line. They have the DC and Working Families line. I'm not sure. Well, one of them does. No, they both do. I, I, or, oh, no, it's Marinucci. Does Marinucci not. does not have the C. That's right. Uh, Gilmore, Rory Gilmore got the C out there. That's right. Lorelai did not. Yeah. And then you also have. I could see Rory taking the C line, but Lorelai would not. No. No, Rory definitely would take the C line. Rory, Rory would definitely take the C line. Right. And, and, the, and the, the right to life line. She would. She, you know what? But no, she wouldn't take the right to life. She's very, she's very passionate about, uh, you know, reproductive rights. But she's a smart cookie. What is going on right now? Yeah, you, you haven't watched enough Gilmore Girls, apparently. No, uh, I, I have. Oh, I'm uh, being traumatized. Uh, and then, and then they also have. A, it's it, a good show. Great they, show. They also have a, a highway race going out there, which is pretty interesting because uh, it's pretty competitive between Floss and Wayne. Right? Um, Floss has. D and, and working families. Wainwright has R and C. Um, I've seen driving through Amherst signs that have like Marinucci Zucala and then have Wainwright signs. So like it, it, it that is going to be a very I think tight uh, super highway superintendent race. And this gets back to like the highway superintendent. It, like because it's such kind of like a weird office to vote for, people don't stick to their party lines as much as they do for other offices. They're like, who actually is going to be better at like? at least in Washington, New York, plowing my streets and preventing trees from falling on my power lines. Um, Aurora Council, I have a quick note here, just because uh, Luke Wachensky, who ran for a state assembly, I think twice against Dave DiPietro, he eventually won a seat on the town of Aurora board as a Democrat. He's got the Working Families line. He's up for re-election. Aurora has been, as a, a kind of an anomaly in the South Towns, trending a little bit more Democrat in the last couple of years. So you know, village. yeah, yeah the, the village, the the village resource is very, very heavily pretty uh, Democrat now, uh, so we'll see how the town comes out. There's no supervisor race; it's just the the town council, um, but there are two seats up: Wachensky, and then uh, and it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> uh, but up up for election there. But it'd be interesting to watch to see what happens there. Um, Hamburg. Also has council races. They also have two up. Uh, Karen Hoke is up. She's up for re-election. Mm-hmm. And Sean Connolly, um, who mm-hmm. sounds like you couldn't be more Irish, mm-hmm. um, versus uh, Frank Bogulski, who has already threatened to, I think, run against like Randy Hoke or something like mm-hmm. that. So like, uh, obviously, don't not, hurt him, Frank. Yeah, don't hurt him. Uh, and then and then Dan Kozib. Uh, Dan Kozib, yeah. Was yeah. It, is it Lackawanna? Yeah, yeah, former county legislator Dan Kozub. One of the things that's different with uh, most of these towns and the town of Chittawaga is you see that the Democrats have got the W in Amherst, in Aurora, in Hamburg. They don't have it in Chittawaga. Our council candidates have one line, mm-hmm. only Democrat, mm-hmm. which we've got a two-to-one Democrat enrollment, but... Uh, conservative Democrats, though, too. Conservative Democrats, so we're going to need... A lot of work and maybe a miracle of God to get all three of them over and have a, a total sweep. 
uh, unless the early voting numbers improve or election day is really good for us. Uh, the, the last thing I want to mention, and I actually don't care about the election. I'm just going to note, in Orchard Park on the council, they had one Democrat, Connor Flynn. Mm-hmm. This is his election cycle. He's not running for re-election. Uh, so almost assuredly, Republicans are going to just cruise to victory in Orchard Park. And he was truly the man on the island out there, right? Like- he, he was, but it was interesting. So, like, the reason why they didn't uh, vote against or get rid of dispensaries in Orchard Park was because they had had somebody resign, and they so they didn't have enough board members to overturn it, and he refused to, like, play ball with them. Yes. So, like, the town of Orchard Park... Is going to be is going to have dispensaries solely because of Connor Flynn. Like I can't wait for the Netflix bio bioflick about Connor Flynn <laughs> saving the town of Orchard Park. It's where all the football players are going <laughs> to yeah. get their stuff now. Right. You said bioflick because you wanted to avoid the biopic or biopic controversy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just it's just like it's dot gif. I don't care what you how you say it. Mm-hmm. Yes. But how do you say it? A gif, obviously. Gif. Are you shitting me? You say GIF. No. Get out of I here. Say, I, I say GIF. You say I, biopic and you say GIF. No. you say. I don't care about the other one, but I, I do say GIF. It's graphics something. It's, it's, G starts for, stands for graphics. Ugh. It doesn't sound for giraffe. Not the only thing it stands for. What else? What else? Lawson <laughs> Wainwright? I'm still processing that. That sounds like a, a do of the rights musical. Floss and Wainwright? Yeah. 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 That's, I'm still thinking about the Gilmore Girls. Yeah, yeah. a magician duo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that, uh, they were on uh, "Fool Us" with Penn and Teller. I will follow <laughs> you. If... Oh, sorry. You're a real big fan of that. You're, I love that show. You're, you're like a CW kid. I, I well, first off, that's what I had. Actually, no, I didn't watch Gilmore Girls until I was in like early 20s. What about Smallville? You know, I didn't really watch Smallville. Okay. But you know, Gilmore Girls is one of those shows that, like, if you just let go, watch two or three, four episodes, you start buying into the characters. Mm-hmm. You actually want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, that's for girls. No, just watch four or five episodes. Yeah. Three or four oh, yeah. episodes. No, you guys, yeah. It was like Aaron Sorkin level banter, <laughs> but actually compelling in a TV show. Okay. Okay. Can you imagine if he redid it? Oh, it'd be, it'd be insufferable. Lock, it'd be so lock him and Michael Bay in a room and say, "You got to rewrite and reproduce the series." <laughs> Let's, see, uh, see, I want to go the exact opposite way. I was like, "What if we were like, all right, Tom Stoppard, please rewrite Gilmore Girls." <laughs> that actually kind of, yeah, kind of good too. Well, Jim, do we have any more races? Uh, no, that's uh, th- that's it. I mean, like, yeah, obviously, there's other elections out there. Uh, there are a couple of ref- there's a, a countywide referendum in Niagara County. I don't remember what it's about, so who gives a shit? Um, there's a, a referendum just in North Tonawanda about uh, making some of the positions appointed as opposed to elected, and it seems to be really uh, breaking down uh, pretty hard. Like there are more. Si- I drive through North Tonawanda multiple times a week on my way to work or, or going to do stuff for work. And there are more signs about Proposition 2 in North Tonawanda than there are about anything else. Mm. And I think the no vote's going to win just because they have a better slogan, which is trust people, not politicians. Mm. Uh, that plays very well in the United States, as opposed to, like, the yes is like, like vote yes. Okay, well, you have no slogan, so I, I guess you guys are losers. <laughs> Even though, like, I think, like, you know, the appointing of certain positions probably makes sense. 
Well, vote vote yes. And by the time by the time we record, well, we'll release this episode. <laughs> early voting will still be going on, right? Yeah, early voting started last Saturday. Yeah. Yes. Um, early voting will continue on. Early voting it goes every single day up until the Sunday before the election. The Monday before the election, there's no early on the November sixth. There's no voting, um, so they can calculate the votes and maybe take a day off. And then um, on seventh is actually election day, and obviously there's voting all over to be had. And likely by the time we record again, the elections will have occurred. Do we have our schedule? No, we're going to record in between then. We're going to we're going we're gonna to record next week. Uh, okay, we're going to probably do some nonsense. Yeah, we we'll do some nonsense. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. We'll talk. It'll be more Gilmore Girls talk. Yeah, it's, it'll be fine. I yeah. fucking love What's, uh, it'll be. It'll be uh, news of the week in in Gilmore Girls land. Oh, it's, oh, and what was it? Sleepy Hollow. Stars, Stars Hollow. Hollow. Stars, Stars Hollow. Stars yeah. Hollow. Man. So uh, I do want to bring up before we end. Uh, so the Christmas party event has been published. Yes, it's yeah, on Eventbrite. Tickets. It's on yes. Eventbrite. Uh, t- we lowered price to tickets to forty dollars this year. Um, there is a limit on the number of tickets just because of the, of the location we're having at the Army Restaurant. Uh, so that's happening. It's December 8th, 7 to 10. I'm going to keep hammering it into everybody's head. It's a cash-only establishment, and they do not have an ATM on premises. Yes. Um, so, you know, make sure you bring cash. Uh, we, it's going to be 7 to 10. 7 to 8 is going to be food and mingling. I will have a wad of cash if you want to Venmo me double the money for the amount of cash you're going to get back. Not I will have a wad of cash too. It'll be in Dutch kroners. <laughs> uh, eight to eight to nine, we're or eight to 8.45, we're gonna have a band play. Yeah, and then uh, then it, I'll be doing my burlesque show. Yes, uh, which you did. You gave us a preview Saturday. Yes, I did. <clears throat> uh, and then and then we'll do the live show at nine. Um, we've got uh, tentatively. State Senator Sean Ryan is going to join us for an interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got. Uh, a representative for Westside Community Services is going to join us for an interview, which is good because that's, that's who we're giving the money to. Uh, and we're going to play Rear Republican. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My favorite game. Yeah. I'm excited to see yeah. what examples you yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it'd be. It, which wiener is it? Which wiener? <laughs> which wiener is it? Well, I, yes, I'm excited for the Christmas party, and it's going to be a banger. So do not miss out. Buy those tickets. Get I mean, look, there's limited tickets. Please, please get them. We don't want you to miss out on this, um, as this is kind of like our, our hurrah mm-hmm. here, last hurrah. Um, but we want to, before we go, thank, uh, of course, Brian Nowak mm-hmm. for joining us here in the Snake Pit. Uh, Brian, sincerely, uh, you're one of our favorites, and this has been uh, a hellacious political cycle for you this time around. Uh, but you've come out. Smelling like roses. So, at least to us, anyway, uh, you know. What's, we, what's your uh, website for your supervisor race? Noackforcheatthewaga.com. All right. And I'm sure there's an Act Blue uh, link there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, give, give some money. Give some money. Give some money. Support Brian. And get out there and vote. Right. And then if, if, you, if you need that money to take care of yourself, apply for a grant from the county because we now, you, now know you can buy booze with it. Yeah, well, right. I know we're winding down, but... You know, considering the podcast is going to be shutting down soon, it's maybe we should just do a round of confessions here. Okay. And I'll start. I think I'm becoming a Swifty. Oh, that's nothing yeah. wrong with that. There's no shame in that. Yeah, yeah. I really Stro-mile? like. Stromile? I really like Blank Spaces. Yes. Enchanted. Right. Um, shake It Off. But 
I like a cover of Shake It Off by a band called Screaming Females. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only Swift song that is done better by somebody mm-hmm. else. Okay. Um, but like there's the a lot of good ones. No, you didn't the like the Ryan Adams cover album. Uh, <laughs> I mean, obviously, that not great. Actually. Obviously, no, Taylor's version is is beautiful. Yeah. But you know, it's there's something to be had when somebody can take your song and do it in a completely different genre. Mm-hmm. Mudvayne is doing one of the Police songs, which oh. I never thought that would happen. And they did a pretty good job with. It's really, got mad you know? libs of it, it, no. It's like you know how the Ataris did. Um, um, Brian, uh, uh, Boys of Summer. Boys of Summer. Oh, right. That Better would, yeah. than the Brian original. Adams, yeah. 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 Oh, which yeah. I, I personally don't I think. I know that's controversial to say, but the original is wonderful too. Right. But I say that as a punk kid. Better than the original. I don't think you, you know. can beat Sting. Yeah? He's a he's a master of music. Yeah, I, th- and I and I assume you're referring to the WW, uh, WCW wrestler. Yeah, right. Sting. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the Mudvayne the Mud cover is not better than the original, but it's. For what it is, it's great. And the sure. same thing with, with the Taylor cover. It's a good tune, you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't know how one becomes a Swifty. It just... Well, it's just it's, it's, it's in like your soul. On, mm-hmm. It's like onset, you know, mm-hmm. conversion, I, I guess. It's, have you gone to the the movie, the theatrical release of... No, but no, I'm very early into I, this. I, okay, I, okay. I, I got to tell you, I, I think for your camp, like, you should do a matter real quick to, like, like every female under, like, 23 in Chitawaga that you're a Swifty. No, that wouldn't be honest. The, I'm not there yet. But I'm they, on my way. You're they, a burgeoning Swifty. I'm Swifty okay. adjacent, I guess. Okay, say, okay, is say, that what it is? Say, say you're Swifty adjacent, and here's my Tumblr account. Tell me why I should be a Swifty. I am not sending internet accounts to women in their early 20s. So, speaking of... <laughs> speaking of That women, actually probably would be a good idea from a campaign perspective. Speaking just, of Taylor Swift and women in their early 20s. So, just a brief aside or story time here. So, this past weekend, I... I went to Community Beer Works. You know, we love Community Beer Works here. Oh, we do. Big fans of CBW. Free, not free plug. They give us beer and, and other stuff. But um, but went to CBW. They had I've a, only gotten beer. <laughs> I, I, I purchased tickets to the Taylor Swift Silent Disco. And okay. I, now, I, I, I love Silent Disco. It must have been a great time. Well, now hear me out. Now listen. It was, it was an interesting time because I go there. I like silent discos. It's fun. You put on the headset, you change the channel, you see what everybody else is listening to, you kind of ride the vibe. My big mistake was thinking silent disco and not Taylor Swift because the audience of people that showed up were conservatively like yeah, most people were not alive during 9 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, sincerely, this was a lot of young like women. Like Pete Davidson's dad? Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God, that caught me off guard. I shouldn't have <laughs> laughed at that. Oh. I, I mean, there were there were multiple moms who drove oh, their daughters no. to this event. I've never seen so many <laughs> mocktails served at CBW. Yeah. And so I just did not have... I, I just sat at the bar and I watched the Sabres game because I did not have the heart to put on that headset and, and go dance with those... You know, young young women on the dance floor at CBW, but I did you, run. You, into, you've got a youthful glow about you. I, well, I, but I had my mustache. Oh, so you can't I, do it if you got a mustache. Yeah. You got a well. You got you got rid of it. I, I did. Yeah. I'm, Is that why the sexy stubble now? Yes, yes. I was shamed. I, I, you're in a gray area for sure. Yeah. So I, I decided not to, but I did run into friend of the pod, Adam Bojack. You you had been there earlier in the night, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I saw this thing earlier in the night, you know. And is that what made you want to be a Swifty? No, no, no. It's <laughs> uh, it's helped. 
(laughs) (laughs) But it certainly wasn't the thing, you know? Well, come to our... Listen, you got a taste of just the kind of zany, off-the-wall kind of things we'll say at the end of our run here. So come to our Christmas party. You might hear more confessions. Unless they yeah, you yeah, wanna... there's I, hey, I, right. I, we're one for four right now. Yeah. Give me something, guys. Eat you. Oh, Come on, I I lay it all on the line. Well, let's let well, let he goes I, last. I keep it's no be secrets great. from our listeners. I, I say we save. I say we save our confessions for. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll come up with something. Maybe we, I'll we, for the we, Christmas party. We, 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 Taylor Swift are, you, are you telling me that between now and then we won't have more confessions to make? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are squeaky clean, right? Yeah. Oh no, it's just that I I, I tell every I tell everyone everything. I got no secrets. Oh. Bad or good. It's a good policy. Maybe uh, maybe we can go over my uh, my categorization of people. Mm. Oh, yeah. My, my new theory. Yeah. My new Myers-Briggs test. Yes. Oh, okay. The yeah. sweeties. Yeah, okay. the sweeties. The the swe- swe- you got the sweeties and the meanies on the opposite end of the spectrum. Let, let's, let's leave them wanting more. Yeah. We'll leave them wanting more yeah. because I, I would love to talk about that uh, more at length because okay. I, I, have, I have feelings about that. Mm-hmm. But thank you, Brian Noak, for joining us here in the Snake Pit, and best of luck. And hopefully, um, you know, when we talk about your election again, we talk about new uh, Town of Cheektowaga supervisor, Brian Noak. With Let's Go Pills, I wanted to make a beer that was similar to the beers I grew up drinking in in the tailgate. And I wanted a clear American lager that was crisp and and just really sharp. It it takes the classic American lager and and we we showcase craft ingredients made by locals, made by fans, uh, to be shared by fans. Bring community to all that you do and good things happen. 